it went and side to side is the way the world unwinds hello everybody wow that was that was actually that seemed like nonsense but if you think about it i think you'll find it made a lot of sense i am uh, i'm blake wexler this is blake's takes for god's sakes a podcast that comes out every single wednesday you bet your ass it does it's um a suppository now by the way what is hold on is it suppository? What is the pill, I suppose, a suppository? It's another way to deliver a drug. It goes up your ass, I believe. That's what it says on a webmd.com, a suppository. A suppository is a dosage form used to deliver medications by shoving it up your ass. Interesting. So, by the way, it is interesting, all joking aside, because I've honestly... I've laughed enough for one lifetime. I don't know about you, but I've I've found that humor is um uh it has a corrosive effect on me. So um I uh, I was thinking so a suppository and I, this is one thing I suppose about suppose suppose the trees is that it is wild in twenty tw- what year is it? It is wild that this year. 1989 that we're still well this actually statement i think the statement would still carry truth then but it's so crazy that in 2021 we are still ingesting medication through our butts isn't it isn't that crazy like i if i like because by the way we just take that as a fact you know it's like oh yeah we uh we shove medication up our ass what why what is so weird but if you actually give it like, any any thought whatsoever it's so strange like if you didn't just accept that like if you and by the way i accept it i accept that that's a normal way to uh to take in medication not all medication you know um i had a bit of a cough earlier and i had robot i took robitussin and the handstand that i had to do to take that down <laughs> <laughs> oh shit there's still a witch in my house i thought we uh sent that witch packing after halloween but she still resides in our home my house is so crooked it's crazy like i'm in a swivel chair right now and i'm i was pointing i'm trying to point north and let's just say i'm pointing uh fucking east so um anyway a lot of swearing today no need no need but um Yes, but indeed, B U T T. So let's say you don't accept suppository. Let's just say like it's not because just give it any thought whatsoever, right? If you went to a doctor and you didn't know suppositories exist, and uh, the doctor was like, "All right, so here you go. Um, you uh, take this medication um, anally once a day," uh, and, to, and it's like, I'm, "I'm so sorry, what?" And he goes, "Oh, so you take this pill, and you." insert it in your butt and then that will help heal you i would be like here actually i am going to here's because the 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 silly thing i would be like doc you're crazy i will let me actually pretend like that's a real because this is a real situation i'm going to pretend like i'm at a doctor and i'm not even going to be doing a bit right now i'm going to i'm going to respond 
as if a doctor was saying this to me and I had never heard of a suppository before. Okay. So the doctor's like, uh, Mr. Wexler, so yeah, you know, like it seems like everything's going to be okay here. We just need you to um, take these suppositories uh, once a day for the next four to five days until uh, you run it, run out and um, let us know if you're feeling better. Yeah, okay, no, that's great. So what is, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand that word. What is a suppository? Oh, uh, so a suppository in, um, in this case is a, um, a medication to be taken rectally uh, in your anus. I'm sorry, doctor. Is this? By the way, I and I don't want to be an immature patient because I know a lot of people like there's your job's very tough without like you know people making giggles at it. But I, I'm trying to be diplomatic here. Is there another way for me to take this medic? So you uh, and just to be clear, I'm I take this medication rectally in my butt. It, you want me? And, and sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm using a colloquial term, but like. In my anus, you want me to put this medication? Uh, yes, Blake, we do. That's just that's just what the medication. That's just how it works, Doctor. I'm really sorry. I don't want to be a difficult patient, and I know you have a lot of other people to see. Is there like another? Can I ask why I have to put it in my butt? I, I just don't understand. It seems like an odd because you, you can see where I'm coming from. Because I obviously don't have the same education that you have. Just from my point of view. It seems as if there has to be another way for me to ingest this medication other than spreading my butt cheeks and putting it in my in my asshole, to be completely honest. And I hate to swear, but – and the doctor uh, then – the doctor is out of the room. And the, actually, no, here, now, now we'll, we'll shift away from this here. The doctor looks at me and he goes – do you think I fucking wanted to do this for a living? No. You think you think the money's worth telling comedians that they have to put pills in their ass? You're right. It was a prank. It was a prank. It works just as well if you swallow it. <laughs> Woo! Happy Halloween. It's over. Have you cleaned up your shit yet? Because I haven't. I have rotting pumpkins, these big pigs outside. I don't know if I talked about this, but last week... um. I uh, generally wake up earlier and go to bed later than my fiance. I guess you could say I'm a bit of a morning bird and a night owl that way. <laughs> so um, I am going to do my the final potty of the night, and I'm not allowed to go to the bathroom after I go to sleep. That's a new rule we have in the house. So, um, and we actually have hired a man um, who's stronger than I am to prevent me from going to the bathroom, and sometimes it's. It is a deterrent, I will say that. So um, I go to do my last bathroom before the night, uh, before the night, be uh, when uh, before the night begins. The night begins when I go to sleep. All right, I'm a bit of a party pooper that way. So um, I go to go to bed, and I see a uh, movement, movement outside. I'm like, is that a fucking wild boar? What is that? And on our deck, there was a raccoon. That was no joke. I'm going to say, okay, so my dog's like 45 pounds. I'm going to say this raccoon, and it's like a medium-sized dog. I'm going to say that raccoon was 25 to 30 pounds. It was 25 pounds. It was the biggest thing I've ever, it was crazy. And the thing was just waddling around on our deck, sniffing my things. Like, And there was no food out there. We don't eat out there. We haven't been out there in a while because the weather hasn't been good. So this raccoon is we have um 
tarps on our chairs and they have little hands so he's messing around with the tarp like 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 literally like shuffling it in his hands and then he waddles over to the side and uh my fiance set up like little lights over there and he's like jiggling the lights with his hands it wasn't it didn't seem to me to be like a productive thing to be doing he seemed like he was just playing with things and in my mind i'm like seems a little late because here's the thing about a nocturnal animal and i'm assigning human characteristics to this thing in my mind i was like this raccoon's like is he he must be on drugs or something, you know, because generally if a human being I saw like was like fiddling with our things outside at like, you know, one o'clock in the morning, I'd be like, this thing is on drugs. And yet this raccoon with a raccoon, it's nocturnal. So in reality, it's like, oh, this guy's actually being like his day hasn't started yet. You know what I mean? However, public service announcement, I would be remiss not to uh, not to mention this. Um, if you see a raccoon during the day, very good chance they have ribeyes. So um, very good chance they're carrying a bag full of ribeye steak. And Lord knows, what is a more concerning behavior? An animal having rabies? Seriously answer this. An animal having rabies or an animal carrying a bag of ribeye steak? You can't answer. You can't even. I just blew my own mind. Because obviously, an animal with rabies is dangerous and could get you very, very sick and like could act crazy and attack you. But really, picture this: if an animal was carrying ribeye steak, like uncooked, like vacuum sealed, is it like? Is it going? Because I would know, okay, let's just call it a, call a, a raccoon a raccoon. If a raccoon is carrying a bag, let's say there's two steaks in there, two ribeyes, vacuum sealed. Is Does he, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I logically understand that this raccoon did not go shopping and is not going to cook these steaks tonight. However, it is carrying in a way where maybe this is the one raccoon on earth that knows how to cook and that enjoys ribeye. Right? Yeah, I think it's rabies by a long shot. <laughs> I think that would be a lot more uh, a lot more scary. So we're going to go through. And by the way, what did I end up? Because I kind of gave you a little cliffhanger. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I, I gave you a little uh, cliffhanger. I don't know if I did it on the regular episode or if I did it for the podcast for the patrons. But um, Halloween has passed. Yet another Halloween gone by. And I was trying to figure out what am I going to do for Halloween? Because, you know, my fiance and I, we're, we're at a weird age where we're too old to, like, I guess, party. What do people do? To, like, go to a party and, like, get, like, drunk as shit. And I always said, I always, here's the thing. I've been trying to swear less. So I was like, I, I, I didn't want to say fucked up. So instead I replaced uh, get fucked up with get uh, drunk as shit. So I think, um, I, th I do honestly think that's progress. So what do, what do we end up doing? Oh yeah. So we're, uh, we're, we're in between ages where we don't have kids yet, but um, we're not like going to parties or anything. So what we ended up doing is um, my fiance, God bless her, found a bunch of candy and, uh, and and I use that wording because in the Philadelphia area, they were out of candy. There was no candy anywhere. And it is funny. The one candy left 
was um this new uh this new joint from um from Kit Kat where it had like an orange cream casing where I love cream but like that is uh I, I would say that casing does not rule everything around me <laughs> um so uh, mm, yes now I'm comfy now that I've made that horrible noise I'm comfortable which is true that the one thing that just made me comfortable is making a horrible noise. So I'm um what what did we end up doing? We ended up taking like a folding chair, placing it outside, and we hung out on our stoop and like had and drank wine. Uh, my fiance wore uh, a very adorable witch hat. And then I just wore like a gritty jersey. So we didn't really dress up, but we just like and, and also I didn't want to hand candy to kids because i just assume that kids are disgusting on like a regular day like they carry viruses much like a rabid raccoon and so i was like oh, okay we just put the bowl of candy on a chair the kids would walk up and they would be, I'd be like oh happy halloween you guys look great you know like up oh, grab a piece of candy and they would and it was uh it was adorable it worked out really well i didn't have to you know interact with them or you know hand them and have like one of their like chocolatey fingers brush up against my hand which i think overall was a massive victory for me so um but seriously it was great like we live in this neighborhood um where this is actually an interesting um thing i, I don't know if i've ever brought this up before but uh comparing philadelphia to la where those are the two the, the only two places i've lived as a as an adult um Phil, i mean honestly los angeles much longer than philadelphia as an adult which is uh weird to think about but um so my my theory and this is a, a generalization but um what i've noticed is the difference between philadelphia and los angeles is that los angeles will like that town would bend over backwards to try to help people like that are around the globe, you know, like, like if there was a, like, like Darfur, or, you know, like, like some sort of like horrible, you know, um, uh, like, like Syria, and, you know, like, like awful human rights abuses, like in other countries, like, you know, people in LA will march for that. They'll, they'll, uh, raise money for that. But if you're w trying to walk into your building, you know, like someone will not hold the door for you. Like they could not give less of a shit, about the human beings and their general vicinity. And I am generalizing here, but in Los, or uh, in Philadelphia, it's kind of the opposite where it's such like an insular town, even though it's like the fifth, bu uh, fifth busiest city in the United States. <laughs> like that would be funny to say a statistic that's like not quantifiable. Yeah. Philadelphia is the fifth busiest city in the United States. It's like, I do not know what you mean by that. Did you know um, Charleston, South Carolina is the 31st most rested city in the United States? It's like, is this a sleep thing? They just know, no, 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 no. It's, they know how to sit. It's sitting, it's sleeping, it's television. You know, like they're just rested over there. It's like, you cannot quantify that. But um, I've noticed that Philly um, is, I, I mean, I, I think everybody like realizes that Philly is a very, very insular town. And as generally speaking, like Philadelphians uh, could not give less of a shit about anything that's going on around the world. However, if your neighbor like needs help carrying groceries or you know like like they you would bend over backwards for your neighbor which is um which is really sweet so 
I feel like I've become the perfect person because I combine both approaches in my life. And if you don't do what I do, chances are you're not going to live very long. Or if you do, it's not going to be a good life. <laughs> All right. So what are we going to talk about this week? Um, I've also noticed here's another thing about Philadelphia is that since it's not a transplant city, like Los Angeles is. I'm kind of just pontificating here right now. Is that okay with you guys? Does that work for you? What's your problem with me exactly? So the one thing, um, what was I saying? Uh, Philadelphia, neighbors. Oh, and, and I think like a lot of that neighborly shit comes from the fact that Philadelphia is not a transient city or a transplant city. I don't think I was using the word transient there at all correctly i don't even know if that's a politically correct word to use anymore so i meant transplant um it's not a transplant city where it's very rare that uh you see someone like you know wearing a, a, a like a nash or a tennessee titans jersey or something you know i know uh, you, you know what i mean do you know what i know can i tell do you know what i know that's interesting i think do you know what i know is as acceptable of a phrase if you just look at the definition of the words that you're using than do you know what I mean or as do you know what I mean yeah no I think we might like do this do you know what I know it's like I do know what you know I do understand you because that's that's really what these phrases are all about this is a weird podcast I don't know I don't know if I'm unstable right now well I, I do know that I am but um what were we talking about? Oh, so I think because a city like Philadelphia and uh, Boston's like this too, it's a lot of East Coast cities are like this. And and I don't think the same necessarily applies for Southern cities and Midwestern cities because I think a lot of those are, for whatever reason, friendlier than or outwardly you know or not not um necessarily friendlier but more like amicable more pleasant does that make sense people are more pleasant there i think people in philly and you know like boston and it's weird i'm not even including new york in this necessarily because that has a lot of transplants in it too though like the real new york if that even fucking exists anymore like you know those people are obviously like what i'm talking about too but um i think the weather in i know i'm all over the place here but I think the weather, let me just define cities for you guys, okay? Let me grossly generalize. I think the weather and the close-knit communities in that people don't really leave, so you're around the same generations of people. And I think because of the lack of perspective and outside exposure to different types of people, you in these cities, you kind of like repeat the same type of person over and over again again huge generalization but um i think that same thing will happen in a southern city or a midwestern city where it's not as you know transplant based but for whatever reason in the south the weather is better so you don't have that same kind of edge to people in the northeast now the midwest has like rough weather too so what's the difference there i think the nature of east coast cities because they are older and have been around longer and but that's really the only reason why i can think that east coast cities have more edge right is it because 
mid the Midwest is more homogenous. Is that am I am I is that a stereotype? Is that even true? Interesting. I feel like somebody else is hosting this podcast today. <laughs> like I feel like this is is a weird weird vibe that I have. No, it's it's not as silly. It's more I think I'm asking a lot of questions this week. Which society doesn't really do enough of. I just make like an outrageous claim. Um So guess what I owe you people? Hmm? I owe you Oh, by the way, just to finish that point, whereas like Los Angeles, uh, I'm going to use Los Angeles specifically, but I think San Francisco is like this too. I think you have, you know, more cultures coming in from, or in like bigger percentages of cultures, like coming in from Mexico or, you know, like, like because it's closer to Asia, you get more, you know, like travelers and stuff. I, I think you get more, um, there's there's a higher percentage of different cultures there so you feel more empathy towards the rest of the world hmm. you know what i think i'm full of shit i think nothing i've ever said is true i think that is i think that is true nothing i've ever said has had a, a semblance of of reality or fact in it um how about how about it why don't we go into a, we're gonna do a halloween version of special hellos next and i know halloween already passed but you still got that candy laying around and i think i'm gonna assign a candy to each one of my patrons and we will be right <sighs> blake is really funny blake is really cool blah 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 blah, blah. Blake, blake, blake. and we are whack we are back now i'm gonna give so if you don't know i have a little thing uh this website that i created called patreon.com slash blake wexler i engineered it my engineered it i engineered it myself and um by the way speaking of if you have not seen i have invested in um a barbecue restaurant in um goose creek south carolina which is about 30 40 minutes outside of charleston so um if you'd like if you live in that area first of all i'm recording my special in charleston november 18th 2021 and that's uh that's no bit that's that's a real thing so uh it's at theater 99 so if you know anyone in the charleston area please have them buy tickets um that would be very very uh it's it's uh it's the biggest biggest day of my career so would love to uh would love to have a lot of friendly people there friendly faces and then also um another thing and um i uh the holy city center which is a big uh blog in charleston covered this where um, I have invested in a restaurant, again, about like 30, 40 minutes outside of Charleston, an area called Goose Creek, um, which is run by a, uh, a man named Guy Little. And it's called Little Guy's um, Barbecue, and it exclusively caters to men five, six, and shorter. So if you would like to check out the commercial, um, it's uh, I can put that link um, in the podcast. It's also pinned my twitter account at blake wexler so if you want to check that out it's a it's an exciting thing so i'm sure we'll have merch at some point you know and if this business gets successful enough you know like guy little can um you know we're gonna have to find, i know there's supply chain issues so it might be hard to get uh three ounce jars of barbecue sauce which we will be shipping out you know what it is interesting now that i'm saying that um we before we ship that out we need a robust uh digital identity uh, verification service to make sure who we're shipping the sauce to is um a smaller man 
So um, anyway, I, I, I just I just got ahead of myself. I don't know if we're going to have that stuff ready in time. But anyway, the restaurant will be open soon. So if you fit that criteria, if you're a small man, um, head on over to Goose Creek, South Carolina. It's going to be a it's, it's a destination. All right. So anyway, um, to the patrons, though, um, this is a, I want to give out some special hellos um, to my people who are uh, donating, donating, giving five dollars donating makes it sound sad um who are giving me five dollars a month giving i don't know if it sounds uh much better uh, who are patronizing me it is a very no matter what um not a not an uplifting it's a little condescending the whole thing to be completely honest so just give me the money and i don't want to hear any more about it so um if you're in the special hello tier of my patreon that is, um, that means you give $5 a month. Every Friday, you get a 10-minute video uh, where I basically do a video version of this podcast. I'll give you a little bonus take. Um, we did a low T recently where um, I, uh, I hang out with you guys. We get to know each other. It's a little, you know, like hour Zoom uh, drinks, happy hour hang. And um, we'll probably do some, some new, uh, some more stuff on it very soon. But um, as part of the special hello, I get to, well, I give you a special hello. So we're going to start with Mike. Mike G, we'll call we'll call him, I'll call them, and uh, I would I'm gonna assign a type of candy to eat to each person. So I'm gonna give you know what Mike's a newcomer, right? So what's a new type of candy? Hmm. God, what if I gave him runts? How much would that suck? Hey, congratulations, you get runts, and it's like fucking runts, runts. You mean my little brothers? Um, I'm going to give Mike airheads because I forgot about them. I really did like airheads. My mouth is like watering right now because you could chew them, but they weren't as difficult to chew as Starburst. You know what I mean? So Mike, I want to say you're underrated, but also a better alternative than the name brand. Who owns airheads? I bet it's like Pepsi or something. Blake, why would a soda own candy? I don't know. Who owns Airheads? It is funny that, like, Airheads also is just, like, an insult. Perfetti Van Mel. What the fuck? Oh, it's a Dutch-Italian company. Perfetti Van Mel. I'm I'm both let down and impressed. How much money does Airheads make a year? $45 Hmm. I don't think that's very good. I'm going to be honest. I'm not impressed by that. So, um, Mike, you are airheads. Next, Hugh. Hugh? You want to know what you are? Um, you are one. Hold on. You are a Kit Kat bar. All right, because you need to give me a break with this, with your double H, uh, with your H-E double hockey stick initials. It is actually no no hockey sticks, just double H, actually. Um, so, yeah, you are uh, you're a Kit Kat. All right. You got a nice snap to you and. Um, it's just a, an instant classic. All right. Next, Savannah, Savannah, you're a Butterfinger. OK, Um because uh, you're the world's thinnest toffee, and yet you're it, it's layered underneath a blanket of chocolate. Does that make sense? So who would have known? So there you go. 
I think I think everything I just said there makes a, a lot of sense. James, James, it's good to good to see see you again. James, you are a Reese's peanut butter cup, you son of a bitch. Because Reese's, James, you're number one in my heart. All right, and uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. God damn. God damn, is that a popular candy? So that's you, okay? You're a Reese's peanut butter cup. You got a great color combination. You got orange. You got the gold lettering. It's perfectly, I mean, what a perfect size those things are too. Those are the best candy, right? Can we agree? I mean, I, I know we can't agree on that, but I would say for society. Oh, you know what? But people are allergic to peanut butter. Huh. Because my fiance has celiacs, which I've talked about a thousand times on here, but and she can have them. A uh, Reese's peanut butter cup is actually uh, gluten free. However, a re- like there's a- Reese's with pretzels would not be. So you got to be fucking careful of what you're putting in your bodies, and that's really the whole. That is the whole point of this whole thing. Um, and it comes with the foil on it too. Like you're rich. How about that? How about that? Haley, Haley, you are. Nestle Crunch, and because I think Nestle Crunch is one of my favorites, and you're one of my favorites, and I know it's like not number one, but also um, it is uh, Shaquille O'Neal used to be a spokesperson for Nestle Crunch, and I don't know why I took the gender out of Shaquille O'Neal, spokesman. Well, I guess you shouldn't say, I guess it should just be gender neutral all the time, right? Like you don't conjugate words to you shouldn't conjugate a word to a gender it should just be like neutral right so if i said spokes it should just be spokesperson because then under my rule that i just created it's like oh this is spokesman shaquille o'neal this is spokeswoman serena williams this is spokesperson spokesperson just makes more sense right so anyway um i don't know how i got off on that tangent well i do know i uh am literally getting ADD in real time. Um, but uh, I think you would get along with Shaquille O'Neal very well, Haley. So uh, let's do that. All right. Because um, Shaq and I have similar taste in human beings. <laughs> I bet we do. Benny Nielsen. Benny Nielsen. You are a Hershey bar. Classic, unobjectionable. You know what you're getting, right? You're not going to be let down by a Hershey bar ever. 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 Next, <laughs> sorry, I spaced out. Next, Pete Phillips. You know what you are? You are. Hmm, interesting. We have. You're a nerd, but you're also a Laffy Taffy. <laughs> you are dreaming of a white Christmas. So I would say you're a Laffy Taffy because I think you are a very funny person. Um, I think you're a very natural, uh, naturally funny person. But I also think you're artificial in a way that I can't put my – no, I'm kidding. Um, you're just uh, – you make me laugh. And uh, Pete Phillips, two Ps, Laffy Taffy, it rhymes. It's basically the same um, grammatical uh, devices that they're using there, rhymes and, uh, and alliteration. So that's who you are, Pete. Bad tattoos. Patrick, you know who you are. 
You are. You are. I'm going to give you two. Okay. You are a 100 grand bar and a payday because you give me the most money. <laughs> and honestly, you look like a million bucks. All right. You're that's what that's what you mean to me. You're shiny. And uh, honestly, you're the mon- you're the monopoly man of this um, of this whole Patreon experiment. And nobody ever had anything to say about the mono- uh, anything bad to say about the monopoly guy. Am I right or was he just a banker? But anyway, Patrick, um, I-, I think that uh, it's your unobject like you get two because you deserve two. And you know what? You deserve a lot more as well. Paul, hello, good morning. If it's morning, Paul, you are. Oh, God. Ugh. Yo, this list... Okay, so I'm on I'm on a list. Oh, you're M&M's because M&M's are honestly like my... I would say they're my favorite. And there's a bunch... One of my favorites. And there's a bunch that you can get out of it too. Like, do you want a standard M&M? Always delicious. Hey, uh, Paul, do you want like a mint chocolate M&M? Which I absolutely love. Amazing. Do you want M&M crunch? Remember that shit? What was in those M&Ms that made them crunch? It's none of my business and it's none of yours either. What a peanut M&Ms, of course, it's a classic. Here is my problem. I've never really talked about this with M&Ms before. My problem with the peanut M&M is it's like the perfect size to get lodged in your throat, right? And that's why I like them. <laughs> that's my that's my fetish. I like just get people some people put a, a ball gag in their mouth in their mouth. I put one um single I put one single M&M one yellow M&M right in my throat and that's honestly why I am I'm so virile at this age um well Paul I am I kind of lost my way there and I'm sorry um Kelly hello what if I gave Kelly a Heath bar it's just like the worst it's just so no one's getting a Heath bar don't worry it's just a guy's first of all as a man's name Heath is very like it's like oh your name's Heath it's like when I speak was your mother a vanilla envelope what what is <laughs> what who named you Heath hey hey everybody this is Heath you're gonna hang out with him for the next three hours I feel tired just thinking about that experience no Kelly you are not Heath and you, and, and you won't who are you oh you're Twix Twix ah uh unobjectionable everyone loves twix cookie crunch caramel it's just like people would say a lot of people believe it's number one candy i would not disagree um i don't know yeah it's twix twix congratulations excellent pack like just like classic god gold is is twix packaging gold it's just like a cookie crunch. It really does bring the all the best of the candy world into one bar. So, um, Kelly, you're the Twix. Um, Frankie. Who are you? Frankie, you are. You're Snickers because you like to talk behind my back, okay? I know what you've been doing. You've been gossiping about me, okay? You like to hide people in your house, and you like them to surprise me on a Zoom. I think that's dishonest, Okay. I'm not a big uh I'm not a big fan of that. All right. So what I need you to do 
is be forthcoming with me. And at all times, I need to know how many people are in your home. Okay. So uh, I think all this snickering, like, oh my God, Blake doesn't know how many people are in my home. Well, well, I mean, I guess you don't, you don't have to tell me, but I don't know. I, I don't feel it's like unreasonable for me to expect that from you. <laughs> okay. Next. Matt, you are you're late to dinner. No. Um, you are God Tootsie Rolls. I hate I, I think Tootsie Rolls might be my least favorite. It's like not chocolate. It's like Oh god. Oh shit. Junior mints. Junior mints. Okay. So as you all know, I am a mint. I'm a minty bitch, and I love any mint thing. York peppermint patties aren't even on this goddamn list. Thrillist. So, um, fucker and fuck a thrillist. Thank God I have a windscreen on my microphone, or else it, I would have just soaked it. Um, but uh, I'm going to give you Junior Mints, Matt, okay? Because uh, they're delicious, okay? It's a box that doesn't need to change. You don't need to change. You're perfect the way you are, okay? And you're available at the movie theater, which it is interesting. I, I guess I would imagine who owns Junior Mints? Because I would imagine they struck a deal with the company. They wouldn't just be like, you know what? Who? Oh, hold on. You know what? We, what we want? We want one from this company, one from this company one from this company it would just be all from the same company and they'd be like okay this is these are the movie theater food who owns junior mints tootsie roll industries wow well look at me i guess i'm just a stupid idiot oh the big difference who wrote this who's emailing me Everyone is out of control today. Anyway, um, you are Junior Mints because I think you're a delicious human being. It is so gross to say something like that, right? Like, oh, I think you're delicious. And it's like, oh, God. Ugh. Oh, God. All right. Do we have one more segment? I hope, I hope to God we do. Oh yeah, okay. We'll we'll, we'll do. Uh, we'll be right back. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. And we are all we are all back here. Everyone here is back. So um, I've been trying to figure out what it, it's weird. I'm sure I'll talk about more of this in the future. But um, so I have not had a real winter in the past like ten years. And I've obviously like been to cold climates. Like I've gone to do shows in um in Minneapolis in February where it was like negative twelve degrees. And you know I would visit uh my now fiance in Philadelphia. So like I've been in cold temperatures, but not on a day to day basis. So when you're in a cold like I not enough to buy the stuff. And now I'm at an age where I don't like being uncomfortable at all, both socially, politically, you know um physically so i'm now using this opportunity to spend an insane amount of money on winter clothes now when i first uh so we um moved back we moved out of la in february um but we didn't have a home yet so i did have a february here so i did have one winter month and then you know like march was a little chilly at the beginning but um so i have a parka all right i have a warm ass coat um 
I need gloves. Basically, all, all I'm here to tell you is that what do I wear? So I, I'm looking for winter boots, okay? And it's funny because my fashion style for winter comes from when I was in like college and high school, you know? So I just saw like Timberlands and I'm like, oh, these are sick. I should just get these Timberlands, like these boots, these waterproof winterized boots. And then I realized, oh, I don't think I can wear these <laughs> anymore. I think I might be too old for these. Wait, and now this is going to be hypocritical, but I've been looking. I love sneaker boots. So like it's basically like this sleeper thing where I had these Nike boots for forever where they were uh, water resistant or waterproof and um, insulated. So and I absolutely love them because they look cool. But God, were they functional? So I've been obsessing about these Adidas um, it's called like cold ready Terex, like hiking boots. And I think I'm going to get a pair of those because I'm told they're warm. Listen, I do listen to me. Fuck it. Hey, stop, 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 stop. Stop what you're doing. Look, stop what you're doing. Listen to me. Listen to me. Look at me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Push your earphones further into your ears. What if I just screamed after I did that? Um, but, uh, I'm looking at these boots and they look like you can walk around because I live in the city too. So I, here's the thing. I, I guess I'm just, I, I hate the cold foot. All right. One of my biggest pet peeves. And I think I've talked about this uh, on the podcast before is a wet foot because if you have a wet sock, it's just like it honestly, a wet sock to me. And I'm not being dramatic here. feels like I peed my pants. It's just, you're sitting there in wet and I don't know if it's because I lived in a dry climate the past eight years. If I'm sitting wet, I'm going home, okay? And I can't go home all the time because I have things to do, all right? And if that isn't sage wisdom, if that isn't one of the more perfectly constructed sentences you've ever heard in your entire life, I do not know how to help you. So I need, here's what, if you have any recommendations, let me know. I need, here's what I need. It needs to look cool, okay? I need to be able to... Wear it with jeans. Now, do you tuck? Here's another thing. When you wear, are wearing a snow boot, do you tuck your pants into it or do you stretch out the cuff at the bottom around the boot? Right? What if the cuff doesn't stretch that far? What do I do? Can you wear, can you show up to a restaurant? Okay. Sam going, these are all real questions that I have. Can you show up to a restaurant? All right. Like say it's a nice dinner. Okay. Can you, and your outfit's nice enough. Your outfit's nice but your shoes are like winter boot things. Is that acceptable or do you look like you're not like dressed well enough? These are all real concerns that I have. Okay. What if, God, I remember when snow used to get into my boots, how terrible that was. Cause that's not only snow is the worst because it hurts you. It's so cold. It hurts you inside that boot. And then when it melts, it's just wet and it slowly melts. So you got a wetter cold foot for longer. Why did I move here? No, I'm kidding. I'm really enjoying it. Anyway, um, that is the podcast for this week. Okay. I'm sure we'll have more in the future, uh, more episodes and also more on winter. Um, thank you for listening. I know it was an odd tone this week, but it was, you know what? You're welcome. And uh, if you want to see me do stand up, I'm uh, featuring um, for my friend Ryan Connor at Helium Comedy Club this week in Philadelphia. Um, so you can uh, see that I'm there Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and uh, on 
November 18th, again, filming my first one-hour special in Charleston. Check that out. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate uh, all the patrons. Thank you. I really appreciate uh, all you listeners for listening. It's I know I, I know I talk about the patrons all the time, but uh, there is no podcast without you. I would just be, um, well, I would be out of my mind just rambling, which is not, honestly, I don't think the format would change uh, even 1%. So, anyway, um, I adore you. I'll talk to you soon. And, um, and that's all I have. Enjoy your week. Patrons, I'll see you on Friday. The rest of you, I will see you next week. Goodbye. Blake! Blake Wessler! Blake Wexler, Blake, Blake, Blake Wexler, Blake Wexler, Blake, Blake Wexler, Blake Wexler, Blake Wexler.